You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. Dan Delatore. Same corner, same time. Brethren, how y'all feeling? Man, I'm never felt better. You know, had a couple of uh, music events this weekend that I went to. I went to a rave and then I went to about as country music of a country music concert that you can go to. Shout out to my boy Paul Sammons, uh, Elliot. Uh, CW ran into a couple of Stephen Gale fans as there as well at the Mike and the Moon Pies show. What a what a weekend! <laughs> what was that? Mike and the Moon Pies first ever show in Tampa. Uh, Silk, I think you would have gotten down with the steel guitar. Would you want to be one of the Moon Pies, Silk? Oh. Like, like if you were in a band <laughs> with if you were in a band with Mike, he's like, hey, I'm gonna call the rest of you guys my Moon Pies. You're like, I'm back out, maybe not. Back out. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. We'll find another band. Yeah, yeah I'll be our, honest. Our current scouting guy. Yeah, that's a, that's an odd name, but uh, fantastic music. I played a couple rounds of golf, uh, shot well, uh, so uh, things are, things are on the up and up over here in Tampa. Nick, was this a was this a bachelor weekend, Dan? It was yep, yep. Okay, so Brooke can't and her spell, mom can't spell well, Bender without Dan. That's right. Um, <laughs> I think you can, but anyway, um, yeah. but no, Brooke and her mom uh, went down to the Dominican Republic. It was her mom's seventieth birthday. On Valentine's Day, so happy birthday to her! Uh, so they were down in the Dominican Republic. So I used this opportunity to uh, to rave, golf, and listen to some good old fashioned country music and drink a couple <laughs> tall boy PBRs. What a mix! Rave, a, golf, and uh, and listen to a steel guitar. Yeah, now I see a out. car driving down the wrong side of the road. What a what a time to be alive here in Tampa. <laughs> Nick, what's well, going on with you, buddy? We've we've come to that that port part of the year where my weekend segment is I was uh, at baseball, nothing to report. Successful weekend, man. Baseball got busy this weekend. Mm-hmm. Softball's you, getting busy too. Yeah. You sent out a tweet say you're gonna stop your lying ways about baseball, man. Uh, how you feel? We're getting to some baseball talk, but how do you feel after the first weekend? Well, listen, we we uh, I'm still Bart Simpson at the chalkboard, so I'm not gonna <laughs> overhype this team. They had a good weekend. Um, the uh, who was it? You, you need to beat the teams you're supposed to beat the way you're supposed to beat them. They did that. Right. Charleston Southern um, was one of the worst defensive fielding teams I've ever seen in uh, now my 11th season of covering college baseball. Um, they had some good pitchers, um, but my goodness, they were terrible in the field. Um, Florida gets uh, a 10 run rule Friday, Saturday, and a shutout on Sunday. Um, so successful weekend. They're back on Tuesday, Wednesday uh, at USF Tuesday, Dan. Really? At USF huh. Tuesday. And you're uh, neck of the woods. You got to pull up. Are you going to come down, Nick? Uh, no. Okay. All right. My, my, my interest has waned a little bit. I'm sure it would be fun. Um, but, uh, you, I, you know, I didn't get to watch any of the baseball. I don't know if they were on TV. If they were, my apologies. Obviously, I uh, had a few other things on the mind. But um, when Scott Carter comments you know scott carter friend of the program writes for for floridagators.com um comments about the team's uh need to go back to the fundamentals of practicing uh, just traditional baseball you know is uh he, he's not one to throw out those kind of uh uh little small little jabs so uh you knew I, it was I, bad. 
I, baseball's a hard game, um, and I, I rarely go after teams. Um, at some point Saturday, I was just like, screw it. I'm done with this team. I am tired of watching them throwing baseballs over each other's heads, kicking it around. Straight five-hole silk. It's like it's like when Junior was back playing T-ball. Uh, mm. That's what I watched. That's what I watched this weekend when uh, Charleston Southern drove down to, to play Florida. It's the type of uh, performance I expect from a program like Charleston Southern, to be honest with you. <laughs> and then somebody, um, the Charleston Southern fan, got on me because I, I put that they were in the wrong conference. And I was like, well, that's just my error. You should be used to that. It's the <laughs> baseball team that you're watching. My goodness, uh, Nick. I, you know what? It just it just all came back to me. Why you're not going to show face down in uh, in Tampa tomorrow or Temple Terrace? You you are hated man number one amongst the USF baseball fans. Oh, I yeah, should drive down. Yeah, you should. I that should, should drive down. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring right. out a sign and say, "Where's Where's at Delatorre's Calabasas?" <laughs> you know, trying I, to get um, on TV. You know what? Public enemy number one might have to drive down to Tampa tomorrow. Uh, email their SID and get a credential. Thank you, security man. <laughs> You're so nice. Right. So how's your weekend? What happened? Oh, how's, how's my weekend? Oh man, just more uh, silk ball. I was Lavar ball again this weekend. Uh, just running my kids around, uh, just living up, living their dreams. So just working out seven. We got seven on seven practice today, even though it's President's Day. Gonna go out there and do some things, but just working out with my son. Took my daughter to the beach, did some meditation out there, and hung out a little bit. So three day weekend, just family vibes, hanging out. Not a whole lot, bro. Enjoy, enjoy the the glow and the ambiance that was still on my soul from the Billy Napier interview. So I was still just basking in that in that vibes, you know. Um, Silk, you're a dog dad for a li- at least a little while, huh? Temporarily, I, I step in as a as a dog father to uh, my sister purchases the dog and don't really walk it. She vacations <laughs> and travels the world with a, a puppy in my mom's presence. So my mom got stuck with the dog and she's definitely not gonna walk the damn dog. So I, I go do my my uh my my step that my step dog father things duties and whatnot. Help my sister out a little bit. Um, I do not want a dog. I've had dogs when I was younger. I was like 23, 24 around that age. Dogs are a real responsibility. Mm-hmm. I have kids to feed and I want to care out to them. So I don't want to be a full-time dog father just yet. Maybe when my daughter goes off to college, I could probably get a dog or something like that. But right now I'm I'm not I don't have the time. Yeah. Definitely a a, a lot of work. I was uh, playing single dog dad, some may say one of the hardest jobs in the world uh, over the past four days. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get started. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, as always, we want to thank Alan Horn, who is the presenting sponsor of Stadium and Gale. Uh, if you are looking for home, auto, renters, business, life insurance, whatever the case may be in Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, or Florida, give Alan a call at 706-692-2888 or visit him at allenhorninsurance.com. Again, with State Farm, that's Allen, A-L-A-N, Horn, H-O-R-N-E, insurance, the normal way.com, 706-692-2888. All right, boys. Q Lee has responded. I loved how you didn't let Napier off the hook. Silk, you stayed on him. 
pause, but do want to discuss the Billy Napier interview. Uh, first off, we appreciate everybody that uh, that tweeted it, uh, watched it, listened to it, commented on it, uh, reached out to us about it. A uh, really enjoyable time with Billy Napier on Wednesday morning. If you haven't checked that out, it is in your podcast feed as well as available on YouTube. But gentlemen, looking back, uh, Silk, you threw some uh, – you threw some haymakers there at the end, question wise. Um, but overall, good interview. What did you guys? Uh, what you guys think? Well, first of all, I want to give you your flowers. It's a team effort around here, man. Um, good, good get. You know, I know everybody want to guess who got the who got the uh, Napier <laughs> uh, and all that. But you know, I appreciate you guys, bro. I just want to say that shit, man. Mm -hmm. I appreciate everybody on this platform. We all have a role. We all play it well. Um, and everybody can't be down Billy throat paws about. About you know, Dan Dan leaves this show for a reason. You know, I want to sit back and sniper certain things if we have guests, and I could play that role. Uh, I love Dan leading, but great get my dude. You know what I'm saying? That was a, a a a monumental moment for this platform. We've had some great guests. I think we lead the league in great guests, but that was king right there at a pivotal moment in our platform. So mm -hmm. much appreciated, my guy. Absolutely. No, it's it, it's a, it was a long work in progress. We appreciate uh, the Florida Gators. Uh, PR staff and SID and, and those that were involved in making that happen. Uh, really big for the platform. I think really good for the fan base as well. Um, it's to our understanding, Billy Napier's first ever podcast ever uh, that wasn't associated with maybe ESPN or the SEC network, uh, but really enjoyable time. Uh, he hung out, you know, you can kind of tell uh, when somebody is, um, you know, enjoying their time, uh, you know, looking back on it, man, it was just such a, a cool 25 minutes for this show and for the fan base as well. And that's, you know, ultimately why we do this, right? We, we enjoy hanging out together each and every week uh, with you guys, but being able to, to provide some of that insight uh, to the, uh, the Gator fan base is, is what we're doing this for. So, um, you know, a lot of coach speak, you know, a lot of uh, traditional yeah. answers there, um, you know, but, but definitely some interesting uh, tidbits. Silk, what was, uh, what, you know, something that you maybe took away from that? Uh, I thought he, he he you got to co-speak as much as you can around that. Um, I thought he articulated himself well about the the rivals and losing to those guys. Uh, it was just did you give Corey your internet? Get better. No. Um, I like that he addressed. What You're happened? good. You're good now. You broke up for a second. I like. I lagged out. I lagged out. I like how he. Um, Man's hamster got you. I like how he. Shout out to the hamsters, man. They. It's the Barack Obama uh, internet on President's Day. That's what it is, man. It's lagging a little bit. Uh, I like how he did address like the offense and how different it is going to look next year and, and the progress he expects to see uh, from an executing standpoint. I asked him about that middle eight. I thought he I thought he hit on that very well. And there's some things that we can hold him accountable to if if things don't change middle eight wise and uh, some of his coaching decisions and, and, and also just the rivalry. I want to know exactly how they're approaching this offense, because we've never seen anything like that as far as losing mm -hmm. right. I understand that the situations and where we at as a program. I just want to hear from him vocally, like exactly what his thought his thoughts was on mm -hmm. those topics. But and I thought he did a good job. I thought everybody did a great job with the questions. Mm -hmm. Everybody couldn't. Billy would have got the hell up out of there. We always drilling him with, with haymakers, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Um, Nick, what did you, what did you take? Obviously you've heard Billy Napier speak, you know, in person, you know, dozens of times now. You, were you able to take anything away from, uh, from the conversation on, uh, on Wednesday? Yeah, he, um, he has a, a unique ability to say a lot of words that don't mean a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. And we joke that he kind of like 
like uh, he'd be a good senator because he kind of like filibusters himself because he he speaks he speaks a lot. But I think the um, I think it was either to my question or to Silks, but when he was talking about um, oh no, it was it was to Dan's question about mm-hmm. the coaches and when he mm-hmm. got into you have to look yourself in the mirror, um, create a plan. What did I do well? How do I need to do better? And that's not just for himself, um, but for all the coaches. And and I think when you look at I think there's going to be close to like, there's only 50 scholarship players left or 45 scholarship players left from mm. 2022 into 2023. That's a ton of turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, so the coaching staff, and then when you consider AR is gone too, this offense is going to look completely different. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to take a great coaching job from Billy Napier and the rest of the offensive staff to tr- come up with a plan that isn't like, Hey, when stuff breaks down, Ant, do you mind running 80 yards? Cause like, you're not asking Graham Mertz to do that. So I think that was something I took away is that everyone kind of gets like homework after the season's done. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, I need your, your, your ABC one, two, three plan of how you're going to be better next year uh, as a better coach, motivator and developer. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I, I, I think, you know, he talked, you know, a lot about, you know, first year struggles, right. And I know a lot of times we just assume that you should be able to just transfer in and, you know, bring your success, you know, no matter what your roster is. And, you know, one could argue, you know, there's certainly coaches that, that make that transition a little bit simpler, but, you know, a lot of us knew that Florida's roster was, was pretty broken going into last season. You know, there's certainly some good players, but there was definitely some holes and some gaps there, you know, as well. And, you know, talked about building out what that staff looks like and they brought about a hundred plus people, you know, from coach and, yeah. and off the field staff together. And, you know, that takes a little while to gel. That takes a little while to, you know, have you, everybody on the same page of what are we trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? And there's, you know, different tendencies. There's different things that people do differently and trying to meld and are trying to gel and mash it all together is, is challenging, right? I mean, when you think of, you know, on the business side, you know, when you, when a team, you know, experiences rapid and expansive growth, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be, you know, personalities that, that differ. There's going to be people that work really well together. There's people that not work really well together. So I think, you know, dealing with a lot of that, when you consider the absolute overhaul that Florida did, you know, to the entire football department, it is something to really think about and say, wow, that was a, you know, super challenging year. You know, there's probably a lot of people away from families and kids and trying to acclimate from, you know, long-term, you know, a hotel or, you know, apartment to a house and getting situated, getting their kids in school, you know, a lot of things that are on, you know, people's mind beyond just, you know, football. And I know a lot of times we think that, you know, these coaches are robots and they should be able to just, you know, get right in, you know, wake up at 430, be at the, you know, at the workout facility at five and, and stay there until eight. There's a lot more that goes into life than that. So, um, you know, really good, you know, Silk, you know, great questions there at the end about rivals and about the middle eight. I know that a lot of the fan base really, you know, appreciated that. And I do think it's important to, you know, ask those kind of questions and, and hold ourselves, um, you know, accountable as, you know, a podcast to, to questions that the fan bases are asking or the fan base is asking. So, you know, great questions there at the end and, you know, wish we had a few more minutes to, to touch on a few more things, but you know, certainly really appreciative to, to Billy and his time. Yeah, overall, I got to say, I get, I really do, and I'm not, I'm not one. As you can see, we like to keep it just fair and just you know, be uh, realistic, and also, you know, break things down, and not just be one extreme or the other. Fire Billy, or you know, mm-hmm. he needs an OC. Try to get to some understanding of everything that he's trying to do. I had more questions that we just couldn't get to because everything's. Uh, 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 he's a busy guy, you know what I'm saying. So those last two questions that I got, we squeezed those in, but they was trying to get out of there already. So yeah. Uh, I do get the overall sense of uh, I believe in what he's building. 
just just keep it a bean. I think it's gonna take some time. I think he learned a lot at at, at, at Bama and Louisiana with, with doing his own thing and, and building that program up and resurrecting that program to what it is now. We got to just be more real, realistic of where, where where the University of Florida was at when he got here. Mm-hmm. And, I and I don't think a lot of fans we we live in this nostalgia sometimes of of the glory days, but the, the program that Dan Mullen left. Uh, it just wasn't suited to go win the SEC. It wasn't suited to really beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. It was going to be on the heroics of uh, Anthony Richardson's uh, talent last year, and he just wasn't good enough and seasoned enough to carry us. But overall, as a program, the, the best guys on that roster last year was guys that he brought in uh, from Louisiana who normally wouldn't be Florida-caliber kids that he recruited. So I, I believe in what he's building. Uh, he got to figure out the quarterback position. There's a lot of merch. We'll talk about that a little later. Mm-hmm. Later, uh, there's a lot of merch. Uh, better PR, I would say, that's coming off now than when he initially got. That people are starting to get a little bit more rational about uh, what he could possibly be. But he got to figure out the quarterback position in the second year. I think year three is the year for him, and I think he mentioned that on the show as well on that interview. Uh, but th- he can't afford not to make a bowl game or show progress in year two. Um, so that's where I'm at with it. But I, I do believe in what he's trying to build from the quality of players he's bringing in, uh, the way he got the staff built, the way they recruit. I, I just believe in what they're trying to do. We'll see if it all comes into fruition and, and develops into a, a winning program. Absolutely. Smash uh, that like button. Shout out to my man, Frager's Journey, in, that, in, that, in the comments. That helps us in the algorithms. We're trying to build this channel up. I'm a person that's competitive. So when somebody say, hey, your YouTube is lacking, I'm going to get on that, man, because people think that that makes you a bigger platform. Then I got to show people. Right. Absolutely. So smash that like button, comment, beef in the comments, ask us questions. Use that super chat. Holler at us. Absolutely. Beef in the comments. Beef in the comments. There was a lot of beefing in the comments last episode. Uh, I wish you guys could go back and look at it. I mean, there was a there was a whole other podcast debate happening <laughs> during the middle of our show last week. Uh, with that being said, uh, so you kind of mentioned uh, the quarterback battle. I do want to get – we're just a couple weeks away from, uh, from spring football starting. Uh, obviously, the, the quarterback position is one uh, between Graham Mertz and Jack Miller uh, that we are, are looking forward to seeing what the outcome is there. But uh, what position battles, maybe you know, on the opposite end of that you're excited about, um, are you guys most looking forward to? Bam. Uh, just- go, go, go ahead. No, I just, I, um, just, I had a mouthful. Pause. Woo! Yo! What? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cam, edit that out. Don't let that get to the streets. No, Cam, leave that in. Yeah, yeah. That yo, leave that yo, in. Yo, yo, come on, Nick. All right. Okay. All right, uh, that's, uh, that's all for the show yeah, this week. We'll, uh, we'll try uh, again tomorrow, I guess. Same course, same time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, I think there's a bunch of positions um, outside receiver. I need I need someone to step up. I think mm-hmm. Xavier Henderson probably has one of those spots locked down. No question about Ricky Pearsall locking down the slot. Like who who steps in? You got a, a guy, some guys that have been there a long, long time, but haven't really done much. Um, can one of these new guys, Andy Jean, Aiden Mizell, step in and, and get reps or even a starting job outside? Um, <clears throat> middle linebacker. I know people like to to you know talk down on Amari Bernie and Ventral Miller. I thought they both had really good years last year. You're losing 150 games of experience mm-hmm. um, at linebacker. Um, I'll tell you what, they showed progress, man, by the end of the year. I'm not, I know Bateman got to fix some recruitment stuff, but I will say that the, the linebackers, uh, Bernie definitely showed progress by the end of the season for yeah. sure. Uh, Amari, Nick, listen, name, you can uh, say what you want about Jay Bateman, but Amari Bernie was here five years. He played his best football by absolutely. far last year. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Nick, another name, uh, Caleb Douglas is, is maybe another guy that's going to be fighting for, uh, for one of the starting outside, um, you know, wide receiver spots as well. I'm glad I let Nick go first. Cause I was going to say receiver. Cause I believe we got some young killers, uh, that going to come in and take some spots. And I'm glad they get some spring reps to kind of learn the offense and then go from there. But receiver is a spot where you just letting the guy know his route. As long as they got chemistry with the quarterback, but it's easier to come in the farther you are away from the football, the easier it is to come play. As a true freshman, uh, you can play right away. So I do like the receivers being very competitive in this mm-hmm. in this spring. And you we probably see some guys jump the depth chart in this spring in that room because mm-hmm. those guys are just – I think Andy Jean is probably the best route runner in last year's class. I haven't seen absolutely every wide receiver, but from the most I've seen from the top-notch guys, he's an elite uh, route runner. And then we have top speed with um, – I forget my – Eugene Wilson. Yep. Um, that's 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 is he if he if he's healthy and everything's right with him uh physically he's gonna come in and challenge some guys from just a, the ability to be able to stretch the field uh ricky pearsall is gonna have that slot kind of locked down but everything else i do like caleb douglas a lot you know to be mm-hmm. real with you, i think he's gonna solidify him a spot at least be in the rotation but these young boys are definitely gonna jump in man um, yeah and, and caleb is caleb is a quarterback until his mm-hmm. senior year of high school so Still green, still new, learning that position and the intricacies of it. Like, listen, you can be right. athletic, and they're going to say, like, hey, we're moving you to, to receiver because you're athletic. But, you know, you'll see the difference in, you know, Caleb Douglas, his first year, and Andy Jean, when you're talking about someone who's been a receiver his whole life and, and just the way of getting off the line, getting separation, uh, running routes, breaking stuff off. Um, I think that I think you're still seeing the, you know, the evolution of Caleb Douglas as a receiver. But yeah, I think we're going into year three of him now being a receiver. So you need to start seeing some of that progress and, and some yep. of that uh, less thinking and more just, you know, acting. And then you have, uh, let's see, some other names. Uh, you have Ty Bowman. Um, do we have a spelling on the, the hyphenated first part? Chaya? So I asked him, we got him, and, and I asked him how to pronounce it, and he pronounced it for me. Um but there's he's like there's not really a, a, an English way of saying it. Okay, so I'll call him TCB. Uh, so you have Ricky Pearsall, and then you probably have like a Eugene Wilson TCB back up to him. Uh, you have Xavier Henderson, probably Marcus Burke behind him, and then you probably have Caleb Douglas and probably Jaquavian Frazier. Does that sound mm-hmm. about right? I don't know why I thought Burke left. <laughs> I don't know what world. But yeah, he he uh, he got kicked off the team, and then a couple guys went. Uh, to Billy and said, give him another chance. So he got another chance. I think he sat in the doghouse for, for about nine weeks and then got, got some playing time, but he, he'll be around for spring ball. Yeah. And I, I would, and I would imagine you're going to see a lot of, you know, Mizell, uh, Dean and Wilson this year, you know, obviously, you know, three of the highly rated uh, guys that Florida has brought in over the last few years at the wide receiver spot, a little bit more natural at that position too, uh, a little bit shiftier, a little bit speedier than maybe what, you know, Billy Gonzalez was going for out of his uh, wide receivers as well, but definitely a talented group coming in. Um, a couple other things you guys mentioned, uh, linebacker, uh, that's certainly going to be something to, to look out for. You know, can Derek Wingo make that next step up? Yeah, I am curious to see tight end. You know, you have Arliss Boardingham who didn't play uh, this season uh, very much. I think he played maybe in the final game uh, of the season against Oregon State. But, uh, you know, is he going to have an opportunity? You know, you just – you still have Keon Zipper. You still have Dante Zanders. But, you know, Florida just didn't really do anything with tight end last year. Um, wasn't able to, to really bring in a ton of talent to – uh, accentuate that position this season. So you have Arles Boardingham, you know, Keon Zimper and Deontay or uh, Dante Zanders uh, being those guys. So. And um, 
Hayden. Shoot, what's his name? Hayden something. It can oh. can that tight end position be more than just an extension of the offensive line? Right. I mean, they're not even an extension of that right now. I don't <laughs> think those guys are big time blockers or anything like that in this offense. Um, yeah, Hayden Hanson. Shout out to Hayden Hanson. Quarterback <laughs> battle. I mean, we people are just giving the yeah. job to to murder Mertz. Shout out to Mertz, Graham Mertz. Uh, the transfer came in from Wisconsin. But Jack Miller is right there, man. I think he's he's not going to fold. It's, it's going to be interesting. And I don't want people to, to overjudge him for that bowl game. Um, but I'm just ready to see what that competition looks like, whatever it may be. I want to see how it shakes out the reps at the end of the spring. Does Mertz separate himself from Jack Miller? You know, is there is there a gap or is it even? And they taking this, this battle into fall and are we looking for a, a Porter quarterback possibly? Sometimes before fall, I don't know, but I think that's an interesting battle that I'm gonna watch throughout spring because I hopefully that's sorted out at the end of spring. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes into uh, fall camp. I think, mm -hmm. I think you know, uh, the baby's been thrown out with the bathwater. People saw mm -hmm. Mert or uh, Miller have uh, whatever we glorified practice in 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 the orange or blue game last year, and then listen, keep it a buck. The, if, if if that game wasn't one in Las Vegas and then two early enough, you might have had enough players to say like, "Hey, coach, I'm not playing the bowl game." Mm -hmm. That Florida actually might not have been able to play it, but you get an opportunity to go out to Vegas. Um, it's on December 17th, which means you can go home, be with mom and dad for mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> for Christmas. That that's appealing to to 18, 19, 20, 21 year old guys. So um, I don't think that there was a great <laughs> a, a great team effort in, in the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, and that's not all on Jack Miller. No, that's exactly right. Obviously, they were uh, were missing a, a few starters on the offensive line too. Didn't give him much help. You know, Gators just he had a bad game. It's going to happen. You know, there's it's tough to get up for that Las Vegas ball. Obviously, Oregon State got up for it, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we look into a new season there. Offensive line certainly, uh, you're replacing a couple of um, of starters and centers the spot. Yeah, uh, you know, it's Kingsley. Egwukan still, you know, going to be the center, you know, this year. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of excitement about uh, Mascua and uh, and George, the transfers, as well as um, uh, Kenyatta from uh, from Kentucky. Uh, you know, Austin Barber Keontae. played Keontae, Sorry, um, Keontae, You you correct me a few weeks ago. My apologies. Uh, Austin Barber. Uh, you know, a guy that was an SEC uh, all freshman. Right. Uh, you know, team member, you know, is going to probably have a starting spot, you know, Richie Leonard, uh, but you're replacing uh, Richard Garage, you're replacing Tarquin, you're replacing Ethan White, uh, and you're, um, you're replacing Rashad Torrance too. So, you know, not all were starters, you know, but certainly significant playing time, uh, you know, as well thrown in there. So, you know, certainly that's going to be something to look out for too. But, you know, with Stapleton and, and Rod Sale, you know, I, I am encouraged by, you know, what they were able to do in year one. You know, I think that you bring in some good talent and, uh, you know, I think the offensive line should be a uh, certainly a, a position of strength again. How do you think the center? You, you got Ugunku. How do you say his last name again? Egukan. Yeah, Egukan. You got him penciled in, penciled in as the, the center starter. Uh, and what do you? Yeah, have? yeah. I think you, you. How do you not pencil him in? You know, he's he's been the starter there two years in a row. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you look at um, Jake Slaughter's the guy that's played there. Uh, and then the one that I think will really push him, and, and he's going to be a starter in my mind, at either right guard or center, and that's Richie Leonard. Um, right. There's just no – I don't think any job on the offensive line outside, I'd probably – I'd probably, you know, use a pen to put Austin Barber in at left, yeah. at, at left tackle. 
Uh, it's baseball season. I almost said left field um, to put him in at left tackle. Um, but other than that, I think Micah Mazuka is your left guard, mm-hmm. uh, a battle there at, at center. And then can Keontae take the right tackle spot or is that going to be um, George from Alabama? Um, and, and if, if Keontae takes the right tackle spot, can George slide into guard? I think he's more of a guard than a tackle. And, um, and, and based on what, what I watched, uh, in that Iron Bowl uh, from two years ago, I think you want to slide him in and have a guy on either side of him. Pause, um, and then you you might have a a, a battle there at center. It, but two years of experience means something. So I think he, you know, I think Kingsley is definitely the guy that starts off at center um, when camp begins. Did you see the video of Keontae? Uh, Goodwin running a wide receiver route. Not sure exactly why he was doing it, but for a guy that's pushing 400 pounds, he's just trying to let, he's just trying to let Billy know like, Hey, when we get down there inside the red zone, if you need an offensive lineman, that's eligible. I'm here. Nick, who's, who's the other name that you're thinking at center? um, Jake Slaughter would be the third. Jake Slaughter. Okay. Jake Slaughter, Richie Leonard. Um, those are the Slaughter, Leonard, and, and Egukon are the three guys that that really practiced there um last year. Okay. <clears throat> and maybe there's somebody else that that you know that we'll see uh on March 4th or March 5th that's taking some snaps. But I think those three are the guys that, that I'm looking at, at at that spot. Awesome. 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 On so, defense, he's probably looking at um the star position, I think outside, the outside cornerbacks are kind of figured it out, I think, in my mind. We're pretty solidified there mm-hmm. uh, with, with Marshall and Jalen Kimber, or no, even Devin Moore. Like mm-hmm. Out of those three guys, you get your, your, your starting two. You got uh, fourth, too, with Jaden Hill. Yeah, yeah, Dan's guy. The uh, season goes as he goes. Yep. Not, not this year. We're not going to start that this year. Dan's already said it. No, nah, no, nah, we can't. We're just going to act like it didn't happen. <laughs> Dan hit me with uh, that meme, the the two astronauts meme, where the ones like holding the gun to the other astronaut's head. Always was, always was. Man, you know? I can't use that after I said about Cormani <laughs> McLean about being a Florida commit because I was talking old breezy. I don't normally talk about recruiting, but um, I post I put that meme out there, and uh, John Dan. Ruiz got a hold of it, and the rest of the internet did too. You know, nice. Always was retweets. a buff, Dan. Always yep. was a buff. Big day for him on Wednesday. Uh, he has to report his quarterly earnings. So uh, maybe we can uh, post that. It's a scam. It was always a scam. Who knows? Anyway, um, what else you got on uh, on the defensive side of the ball? So, yeah, I think uh, the outside corner is kind of solidified. So mm-hmm. figuring out, I think star is going to be open competition. It should be. Uh, I don't know who wins that battle. We bringing in some young guys that could play. I wouldn't mind seeing Sharif Denson and, and some of the young boys getting some shots. Um, I, I think highly of Jakeen. Yeah, uh, and what he brings to the table, but I think he's more of an outside guy. Um, I think opportunity wise, Jakeen, um, he'll get in the rotation, but I think Sharif Denson has the opportunity to jump in early. They see him more at the star position and playing some outside, but early he'll play some star. And I think safety is mm-hmm. it's also outside of um, outside of five, Kamari Wilson. Like, mm-hmm. what, what, like, what's the other side? Like, who's really battling that? I think it's open. You know, I don't think there's nobody solidified and that's earned anything at the other safety spots. So safety and star gonna be ones uh, that I'm gonna watch this spring to see how it all pans out. Yeah, and I'm yeah. looking to I'm looking to see five make a, a big leap this year. You know, I think that there were some uh, you know learning moments for five last year. You know, I think he came in and played well. You know, sometimes, but there was definitely some plays that 
you know, you, you allowed to happen because he was a freshman. Um, so hopefully we sure. can see that that next big jump from him because he's obviously exceptionally talented, but, you know, definitely some missed tackles, definitely some, uh, some, uh, some, some Will Hill reads, um, you know, out of that safety position at times, but uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see a big Safety's improvement tough. for him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, is, is Miguel Mitchell, that guy, um, uh, is, is it Castell? Is it Thornton? Um, and where's Aaron Gates slide in? Is he got mm-hmm. to play, uh, in, in the back end? Too. Is he going to play uh star? Is he an outside guy? I think there's so much versatility from the defensive back class that Florida got already has on campus. Um, that it, that's something I'll be watching just where are they sliding these guys in? Yeah, and that's certainly going to be, you know, Florida infused a lot of talent. They obviously have a lot of, of names. They have a, you know, a lot of stars in that backfield. Now it's a matter of putting it all together. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see Jakeem Jackson. Uh, I actually got to play uh, golf yesterday with my buddy Sage. Um, appreciate him listening to the show, even though he's an FSU alum. Um, but he, he coaches seven on seven and he coaches quarterbacks in the Sarasota Bradenton area. Um, and he said, you know, and I've quoted on this show um, that he thinks Jakeem Jackson was the best cornerback in the state of Florida last year. Um, so I'm excited to see what, what he can do. I think that Florida's got some great talent, you know, Jason Marshall, uh, you know, I think that this is his, his money year, right. You know, he's, you know, been at Florida was a five-star recruit, uh, has been a starter for two years now, an opportunity for him to, to make that next leap and hopefully move on to the NFL, uh, for his sake. But, you know, definitely want to see a little bit more out of him and, um, you know, excited about what, what Kimber can look like coming back from injury. You know, I think he was injured a couple of times last season playing with a club for part of the season. Uh, you know, had that, uh, touchback or a touchdown on the interception return. Um, you know, so you, you saw glimpses of his athleticism. You saw, you know, Dante Moore or not Dante Moore, um, who am I thinking of? Name you just mentioned. The kid that they can Devin Moore. Devin Moore. Uh, Devin Moore. You saw a lot of you know things about him to get excited about. So there's 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 so much stuff you know in the backfield that, that Florida has in terms of talent, in terms of stars, in terms of what you're looking for. Now a matter of putting it all together. And you know I think Corey Raymond uh, is obviously the best coach, you know, cornerbacks coach in college football right now. Uh, and then you've got Patrick Tony on on safeties. But you know now is the time for them to leap. There, there's no longer you know the names that you're traditionally used to yelling and screaming and numbers uh, on the top timeline so there's gonna be new names and this is their opportunity to step up because Florida's gonna need you know in my opinion the defense to really step up next year because he just had a had an off year but another year to learn the system can't blame it on zero anymore can't blame it on zero we'll find a way. Get, uh, I hope they find an edge rusher and uh and another star or safety in the portal before fall we still got some time here uh just for uh death and and a little bit more secure I sleep a little better at night if we were to address edge rusher and, and safety or star in the portal. I think we need one more edge rusher. Man, I'm excited about Princely. Uh, you know, the opportunity for him this year, I thought he played really well sure. last year, another season as a starter. Um, Big time. You know, uh, curious to see what they're able to do uh, at defensive tackle too, right? You bring in a transfer from Louisville. Uh, you know, not a lot of production there at Louisville. Didn't play a ton. You know, Desmond Watson, but you're replacing German Walker, our German Dexter. So, you know, with that, you know, you – you plug in somebody that played, I think he played the most snaps of anybody on defense last year, definitely the most snaps of any on the defensive line last year. So no matter what you thought of his production, you know, in his three years at Florida, you know, he was still a guy that was playing, you know, 60, 68 snaps a game. So. 
Definitely a lot of interesting position battles. This is probably going to be the year where we've we've seen the most change and turnover in terms of you know kind of those long consistent names uh, that have been starters for for a long time at Florida. Uh, yeah, moving on. It, it sounds like a salesman job for <coughs> for, uh, for for my internet essays, um, but I think there's more intrigue in this spring ball just because you have so much turnover. And like I said, mm-hmm. you. I think you think there's 27 new guys on campus that uh, you lost. You lost 30, I think, or 35 mm-hmm. between NFL and the portal. Um, Remember when year, I said the Gators were going to lose like 25 and people are like, there's no way. Yeah. Well, beat about 40%. Dan, Dan knows. Dan knows Gators. That's the new segment. Dan knows so Gators. What's y'all feelings on uh, Graham Mertz? I see the PR is getting a little better. Fans are getting a little bit more rational and trying to be – some Some fans are. Some fans are still just – Who is Andy Jean's quarterback in high school? So, like, I feel like Andy Jean is brand new. He's mm-hmm. had a high school quarterback. So, he gets in to, to a college set, setting where, one, he's not going to talk bad about his quarterback. Um, but he's also – yeah, he's, he's got a 22-year-old man who's started 32 games in college. He probably thinks this is the greatest quarterback he's ever seen. Um, I I think people are talking real greasy off of one, you know, Andy Gene just supporting his teammate. And I think Graham Mertz is a less athletic Anthony Richardson. And we all need to come back down to earth a little bit. And 2019 All-American Bowl MVP. Can't forget that. Long time ago. The Gators have two of them right now. Look at that. None, none of the freshmen that came in hyped uh, Del Rio Appleby, so that's that's where I lie with it. <laughs> you um, you hyped Appleby. I'm a fan. <laughs> I didn't hype. I didn't hype Appleby. Let's let's be clear here. I got you hyped Del Rio. More standards. Didn't hype Del Rio. Now I, I, by that time in that regime, I was ready to fire everybody. Okay. Uh, so I didn't hype anybody. I was just fed up uh, as a fan. Uh, but I do think there's uh, a little bit of stuff since him calling him Jerbro and saying that type of thing could happen. I mean, it's a possibility. We just seen this happen so many times with guys changing teams, coaches, and getting a new shake at it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is probably going to be one of the most explosive. If the, if these guys turn out that, that it could play early, I think Grammar is going to see some some guys that he never seen as far as speed wise, separation wise, that he can throw to. Um, I just like I like that off season buzz of yeah, he's looking good. It's better than bad news, right? You know, they could be just mm-hmm. like, yo, what the hell did I just sign up for? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been a wild comment. <laughs> like, yo, I thought I was coming to college. It looks like I just transferred high schools. Who is yeah, this guy? yeah. I thought I was coming to Rashada. He's not here. That could be a whole thing of, yo, I'm bold. I only have a quarterback that came in this class with me, uh, let alone the, the, the 22-year-old transfer. I right, screw him. But I'm just glad to see these guys uh, getting some type of chemistry going. Um, and the fans are getting a little bit more rational. Let it all play out. We can lie when it's time to lie. Don't lie pre-spring. I didn't hype up on this show. We didn't hype up or trash the, the Graham Mertz acquisition. And we're not going to do it now. You know, we're going to let it all play out. And then we'll go from there and be rational about who he is as a quarterback and what we are as a program. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember, you know, Graham Mertz, you know, played last year at a coach that got fired, right, in the middle of the year. So there's – 
you know, there, there's a lot of turnover. There was a lot of change there. And, you know, we can, we can argue to or blue in the face, whether Graham Mertz is going to be successful at Florida this year or not. Um, but, you know, time will tell, right. You know, the game's going to kick off in Salt Lake city, either on a Thursday or a Saturday. Uh, hopefully they decide that soon, uh, but it's going to kick off and we'll see, right. You know, how does Graham Mertz fit into the Billy Napier offense? You know, he's got two, you know, great running backs in ETN and Johnson, you bring in Trayon Webb, you know, you bring in uh, the Tulane transfer as well. You know, Florida's got some talent at the running back position. They've got a good offensive line. They've got some weapons at the wide receiver room that they hopefully can pan out. And then maybe somebody will step up in the, the tight end room, whether it's, you know, Hayden Hanson, Arliss Boardingham or Keon Zipper, or, you know, whatever they're able to do. You never know how those 11 players are going to mesh compared to the 11 players that he had meshing at Wisconsin. So, you know, he's got some good film. He's got some bad film. He's got some you know, film that you can shake your head at and there's film that you're going to look at and say, Hey, maybe if he can do that a little bit more consistently, you know, Florida can, you know, be in a position to be successful next year. You just don't know. But, you know, I think, um, Bam here made a, a good point, you know, showing confidence. Someone is the greatest confidence builder. Confidence builds efforts. So I'm um, excited to see uh, what he can do. Uh, obviously a very highly talented kid coming out of high school. I think he was a top 60, uh, you know, player, you know, in his class. So he has some talent. Now it's a matter of putting it together, but you know, hopefully that uh, competition breeds excellence with Jack Miller uh, and uh, and Max Brown, uh, and then I don't think the Gators are done adding a quarterback to this uh, cycle as well. Any final thoughts on position battle? We went through all of them, so I guess we're excited about every position battle. No doubt. No doubt. Another uh, another Notre Dame quarterback, not Notre Dame quarterback, Wisconsin quarterback Jack Cone transferred from the same program with the Notre Dame to have to finish off his career in a good fashion. So uh, this is a lot of hope. I mean, Wisconsin brought in some studs at quarterback. He was good in the recruiting. We'll see if Billy can fix it. And if he can, there's just another notch on his belt that looks fire, right? Not First really. round quarterback in fixing a transfer from Wisconsin from uh Wisconsin that looked like Bonds. <laughs> Oh man! All right, let's get into a. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stay on quarterbacks here. Pause. Um, but do want to give a shout out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Uh, go visit them. Uh, they are dropping a Missouri line tomorrow. So if you've got friends, family, colleagues, whatever it might be, have them check that out. Always use Stadium and Gale as your promo code. You get fifteen percent off of your order when you do that. But again, HomeFieldApparel.com. Uh, they've got that baseball script. Um, uniform uh, logo uh, on a t-shirt. That's great. They have sweaters. They've got uh, three quarter sleeve shirts and they've got regular t-shirts. Great material, great brand homefieldapparel.com promo code stadium and Gale. Um, we're going to stay a little bit on uh, the quarterback position. I do want to talk to you guys a little bit about recruiting for the class of 2024, which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, but uh, with that being said, did you guys see the viral clip of DJ Lagway throwing yesterday at, uh, let's see, what was it? One of Him the Tebow. Fast, fast seven, fast seven, the, seven. The fast seven. So let's. Him let's, Tebow. Him Tebow. So let's do this. Let's Him. Let's present this video. I want to get y'all's thoughts on it. You know my thoughts, man. I was hyped and geeked all weekend. It was a beautiful weekend. Then I just see my quarterback uh, just doing, making throws that the pros make, man. All right. So there we, we've got DJ Lagway throwing. We've got a couple other 
Great little pass and catch there. Oh, hit the uh, mute on that, Dan. Very loud whistle. Oh, my apologies. Um, so we got that one, but that's not the one that went viral. I should have looked before. Um, this is the uh, that was a nice back shoulder throw to right, though, right there, man. Just those things, those throws, you just can't. You could try to teach him, you know, you could probably get better at it with reps, but to be able to do that at a high school level, the way he does it, the anticipation on some of his throws is and not to bring up a Florida State guy, but it's Jameis Winston isk. Yeah, looks off, uh, finds an open guy. There was a little sidearm dart right in there for a touchdown. Uh, guys built, uh, you know, great size. Um, you know, obviously showing a lot of composure, great arm speed. The way the ball comes out of his hand uh, is fast. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson had another great clip uh, this um, this weekend as well, uh, throwing him on or showing him throwing the ball on an out route, and just watching uh, Mina Kimes and a lot of the other people uh, that follow um, you know the draft very closely yeah. uh, compliment him. So Anthony Richardson, I see him in that top ten spot, like you said, Silk, all along. Yeah, always was. <laughs> always always was. was. It was all. It was always uh, DJ Lagway. Uh, so DJ Lagway, right now on on three, ranked as the uh, number sixteen overall player in the country, number two quarterback, number four in the state of Texas. Uh, in a recruiting um, running backs, the Gators obviously have Chauncey Bowens uh, from the Benjamin School down there in Silks, uh, North Palm Beach area. Um, he posted a clip, and we'll, we'll share this one as well. Um, runs a 10.8. Um, Let's go, man. 100-meter dash. Uh, just an absolutely blazing speed for somebody that's 215 pounds. But let's share this one as well. Nick, I want to see – I want to hear your thoughts. Where would you finish in this race? Bye. Obviously last, but would you – do you think that you could finish within – three seconds of these guys there he is yeah i'm running i'm running i'm running the sub 1400 running a sub 1400 silk what do you got so yourself I'm, at? I'm within three seconds for sure uh i got myself pulling a hamstring at about the 50 meter mark <laughs> mm. <laughs> 215 pounds 10.8 i'm pulling my hamstring before they separate so i'm not yeah. pulling my hamstring when they're six yards ahead of me um I'm pulling my hamstring probably right out of the blocks, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah ah, yeah. man, I had him. I had y'all lucky. Y'all, y'all lucky. Yeah. I pulled it. I was coming, guys. I was like, you. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, yeah, elite. Uh, we're gonna title the show "Yo" because we have about <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> um, Gators also recruiting uh, Jarek Gibson. He's down at IMG Academy, originally from Gainesville. Uh, previously committed uh, to the Dan Mullen staff. He's ranked as the number one running back in the country right now. Uh, I know the Gators are after uh, Anthony Curry from Carrollwood Day. Here in Tampa, Florida, Stacy Gage as well. Uh, those are probably your big names. Rod Ganey uh, from IMG Academy. What is, is a guy the running that has... back from Quinnis? That's my guy. What is the running back from Quinnis? I'm trying to find his name right Stacey now. Uh, Stacy Gage. It's another yep. one. It's not Stacy Gage. It's another one. You know, it does make sense that St. Thomas has multiple uh, division oh, division one running God. backs. Matt, I don't have my notepad in front of me Let's right see. now. I can, I can he's like a three-star. He's starting to get a lot of offers. He's a, he's a Jordan Lyle? Jordan Lyle. That's my guy. That's what yeah. I want my second back. Um, like his film. Like 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 his like his vision, balance. You know, he's a he's a um complete running back. Uh, I think he would be a good 
you know, changes pace to to Boeing's, who's who is everything. I see why Georgia's flying helicopters in, and Georgia's not Georgia. I mean, Bama and Georgia are both flying helicopters in because Boeing's is the guy you want at two hundred plus pounds running a ten eight hundred meter. That's a nightmare for defensive backs and defenses to have to stop that, especially with the way that Billy and them run the ball and our offensive line size and what we can do. Uh, but we can get Jordan Lyle to come in. Um, I expect his offers to to not his offers. His offers are already up there. I expect his ranking to take a. A bit of a jump this offseason. Yeah, pulled up uh, 247. Sorry, Nick. Uh, that was just the first link there. Uh, <laughs> six foot, 180 pounds. Um, you know, he was, he's been the starting running back, if I remember correctly, uh, before Stacey Gage transferred uh, over mm-hmm. to St. Thomas Aquinas. Nice little one-two uh, punch there right now, ranked as their 314th uh, overall best player on the composite, 28th running back. Um, being recruited by Alabama. Silk, I know that you mentioned uh, some other teams getting involved there, some of the big heavy hitters. And I know, especially before your senior year, look at the look at the interests, look at the people that are offering more so than just the rankings. Uh, you know, Florida, FSU, Georgia, um, you know, Maryland, Michigan State, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oregon, Penn State. You know, this is a, a who's who. Uh, USC uh, was, um, you know, list of of people to be offered. So um, definitely look out for for him as well. Put a word in for us, Nick. Talk to your people. I got you. Is that is that where they had the uh, the dueling helicopter? That was actually the same rented helicopter that showed up on the field. Was that for him? It was for Bowens. Oh, it was for Bowens. My, my apologies. Yeah. Um, Bowens, I think, is a guy that uh, is going to climb the rankings as well. Um, Top seems- seventy five type of guy, in my in my opinion. Now, I don't have any. Uh, any say so in any of this, but I think he's a top 75 type talent. Palm Beach County is absolutely loaded this cycle. I'm telling Dan pre-show, I've been having random parents hit me up about Florida Gator offers. I'm just like, I don't know who they think I am, uh, <laughs> but I'll do my part. But it's some absolute dogs in Palm Beach County. Uh, it's always some dogs, but this is one of the last 10 years. This is one of them years. Uh, Jack Jack Daniels, who was a Gator guy, he's back at yep. Carter Newman getting his oh, wow. recruitment on. Yeah, yeah, he's at a private school now getting his, getting it off. Uh, got an absolutely loaded roster. They should probably win state champions this coming year. Um, Josh Flosteen's on that roster, al- alongside some other guys that uh, we offer. Uh, but Benjamin, who we who we speak about, spoke about with uh, with Bowens. They also have Ricky Knight the fourth on that team, mm-hmm. uh, and some other guys. And that's also a Gator uh, Cressers on that team. So that's also a Gator driven team. So some of the best teams in Palm Beach County are just Gator guys that's running them. Um, it's a good time to be in the five six one. If you, I don't know. Jack Daniel was still doing. The, I thought he retired. Retired. So he, having him at a private school is a good place to be. Yeah, Dwight can't pay you like these private schools. You go get your, you go get your Kings Academy, not Kings Academy. You get your American Heritage and your uh, St. Thomas Aquinas on in Palm Beach County at Newman. Only thing about Palm Beach County, which is different, like, like they'll do it all the time in American Heritage and St. Thomas Aquinas. Keep recruiting, bring top kids in. Uh, around here, you'll get Oxbridge that'll be hot for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you'll get Newman that'll be hot for a little bit. But some of these parents are just like, all right, we don't care about football. Uh, we want little Johnny to play. So stop mm-hmm. the recruiting. I don't think that stops with at, at, at Carter Newman with Jack there. I think Jack's about to build something pretty big. Uh, and the way they got it classified now, I don't see nobody stopping them. I'd like to yeah. add in allegedly into those recruiting allegations for St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> uh, just, just for no, no alleged, Nick. Allegedly. No like alleged. I had nobody at St. Thomas Aquinas. We just had Major Wright on. on, on allegedly. He, he like, no, I just showed up to a practice and they liked me. Man, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he just wanted just randomly a quality, in town. 
a quality uh, college preparatory education is what yeah, Major yeah. Wright was after, and, and football just happened to be something to do after after school. Yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, Silk, there's a question. Uh, would you take Silk's boy uh, from St. Thomas Aquinic over Jared Gibson? No, I wouldn't, but I don't think we can get Jared Gibson. I would love yeah. Jared Gibson. I think that's a big guy. And I, I, could, I hope I'm wrong, but I think Jared Gibson is going to be one of those. Uh, and like I said on previous shows, we got to start weighing out, like, NIL-wise, how high do they value it? How far do you want to take this? You know, like some of these guys, um, like, a, like, like a DJ Lagway, are looking, you know, into the program and trying to build something. And you got to find that balance of NIO and those guys who are with the buy-in. Um, Jared Gibson is going to be, and no, nothing's wrong with it, but Jared Gibson is going to be a big NIO guy that takes it all the way to the finish line. Um, you're going to be battling the teams that are in the national championship hunt. Absolutely. I think trending Alabama right now. I know there's some other schools as, as well. And I like ball. Boins over Jared Gibson. Woo! Write that down. Write that down. We're, we're going to put that clip out there. Five, six, one, man. Um, wide receiver, uh, just run through maybe just offense today. Jeremiah Smith is a guy that, you know, I know DJ Lagway is heavily com- uh, recruiting right now, uh, committed to Ohio State. Um, Micah Hudson, let's see, uh, Zion Riggins from uh, Jones County in Gray, Georgia. Uh, that looks to be a Florida, South Carolina battle. Uh, Bradell Richardson from Carrollwood Day. Uh, Florida's recruiting the, the running back there, like we said. Um, that looks to be a Notre Dame-Florida battle right now. Uh, James Randall from Mainland and Daytona Beach. I'll actually be in Daytona Beach this weekend. Um, any rec- restaurant recommendations? I'll be out there for a wedding. Um, uh, Zachara Lewis, also from Carrollwood Day. They're stacked over there at Carrollwood Day this year, huh? Um, a little bit. Uh, B.J. Gibson, you know, a lot of names. I like uh, B.J. Gibson. Yeah, B.J. Gibson. Uh, Plays baseball, right, right, as well, right? Yep, from Wilcox County in Rochelle, Georgia. Uh, Florida is uh, recruiting a lot, obviously, of the, the top guys in the country right now. Still a long way. You know, most of the guys that they offered have still not uh, committed anywhere. Jeremiah Smith, uh, they offered NICAR. He's uh, from Colcote County. He's committed to Georgia. Um, but other than that, if you look at the on three rankings, everybody else is uncom- or, uh, not committed right now. Uh, at tight end, Florida has offered obviously a number of them, and they don't seem to be trending for uh, any of them uh, right now, as you can imagine. Uh, and then offensive tackle, Cam Pringle, a uh, guy that Florida was really after. He commits to South Carolina a few weeks ago. Um, but they're still in play for obviously a lot, lot to uh, to look out for, and we'll probably spend a little bit more time recovering or covering recruiting over the next few weeks. A lot of people have locked in visits uh, over the last um, last few weeks, uh, so we'll uh, we'll dive into that a little bit. Tight end, real quick. I do want to get William Peagley his uh his, his his flowers. He is trending for Walter Matthews, six foot seven. Uh, two hundred forty-five pound athlete who we see as a tight end. Okay, uh, and, and he has gone on record as saying that that we are recruiting him the hardest. Um, he's visit. I think he's visiting us in March. Um, South Carolina and some other teams, Georgia, some programs in Tennessee, some programs he also will visit. But we are trending for him at the tight end position, which is a big yeah. need. Do like his size. Do like his athleticism. Florida about to Peegler about to shove Alex Atkins in the locker, huh? Hope so. Uh, that's that size. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, especially like how we like to extend and make that tight end more of a blocking guy, bro. Like with his frame, making him offensive tackle, it, it's not out of the scratch of my imagination, bro. Like, uh, anything can happen with a kid that big. Wouldn't mind seeing him if you watch him athletically on film. Check out his huddle. 
wouldn't mind even seeing him on the defensive side of the ball, but he has a frame and some athleticism that's very appealing. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's. If, if we're judging a book by its cover, um, William Pegler, not the kind of guy I want to get shoved into a locker by. Looks like someone in high school that might have spent some time in lockers. <laughs> all right. Well, we just, we just can't stand any chance all. of getting William Pegler onto the show. Oh, Come and defend yourself, Willie. Come and defend yourself, William. Yeah, if he comes on the show, I want that to be your first question. How many right. lockers did you get shoved into in high school? I got you. Here's Dan, Dan here's my question. Uh, Nick and William Pegler in a, in a UFC cage match. Who you got? I like, I like William. I like so Bill. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like Bill. Bill. I like oh. Bill Pegler. We got I some like elbows. Bill we got elbows. I like Bill Pegler. I love that. All right, let's get on to uh, Nick's favorite part of the uh, of this show. But before we do that. We wanted to give a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Again, if you are looking for any of the new baseball or softball apparel that they're going to be wearing, check them out there. They also are selling the new, and we'll get into this in a minute, um, the uh, swimming and diving uh, SEC champions uh, shirts and apparel that they have available. Um, so congratulations to them. Shout out to, uh, to James Bates, friend of the program. His daughter was on that uh, women's swimming and diving uh, SEC championship team. So congratulations nice. uh, to James Bates in there. Uh, but again, alumnihall.com or visit them on Archer Road in beautiful Gainesville, Florida. Again, alumnihall.com. Nick, time to get into baseball, my friend. Gators route, uh, Charleston Southern, 37 to 5. Two run rules that they established before the game, uh, before the weekend started, where if the Gators are winning by 10 after the seventh inning. Seven, yep, yeah, play seven, seven, seven yep. complete. Yep, seven complete innings. Uh, but Gators do beat Charleston Southern 37 to 5 uh, in a game of Whoa. offensive, <laughs> offensive uh, just sheer uh, dominance. But Nick, break down the weekend for us. 37 points is insane in baseball. I don't know if y'all follow, if y'all don't watch baseball. Uh, runs i'm sorry uh, 37 uh runs in baseball is absolutely points runs like don't what are you talking about it's the same thing right no, am i disrespecting same. the game yeah <laughs> it's that'd be like calling like uh hey i'm going to the tennis game like it's a tennis match mm. just the nomenclature just the nomenclature yeah shout out to uh shout out to the to the runs 37 runs is a lot shout out to the runs you're probably the only time. <laughs> That's what Nick man, called it, man. So, somebody's going to be listening to the show it, right now. Now I call it runs. Stomach bug. And now like, I call it runs, man. Run. You guys still got jokes, bro. I can't win around here, man. <laughs> someone, someone, someone's got the flu <laughs> listening to this. They're like, yo, they're talking about me. Shout out to me. Yo, my personal life. Shout out to the runs. Oh, so really that's an all-time title right there. I thought we had it with the yo. But uh, all right, hey, shout yo. out to the runs. All right, Nick, oh, break, down, break down the 37-5 three-game sweep. Yeah, I mean, let's just start off Friday night. Um, Brandon Sproke, uh, a little adrenaline running, hits that 100 emoji, um, uh, break, breaking the, the century mark for his velo. Um, Florida's really got, and there's not a, you know, the Friday night's your ace. That's who you start the weekend off. I don't know that Florida has an ace because you get Hurston Waldrip at, a, at the transfer portal from Southern Miss. Um, and he's a guy who's probably going to get picked top 15, top 20 when the MLB draft happens in June. Um, so those are your guys Friday, Saturday night. Um, you feel really good about your chances winning two baseball games to start to start. And then you get Jack Caglian on um, my guy, Jack Tani, um, pitching and hitting. He uh, had an OK weekend, 
um, at, at the plate. Um, but then he gets the day off from, from hitting on Sunday. He goes and pitches, and he's sitting 97, 98 um, from the left side on the mound. Um, he's going to be a, a guy to watch, and, and in two years, a guy that might be uh, you know, a potential top five pick considering what he can do on the mound and with the bat. So um, Kevin O'Sullivan was not happy. Mm. Um, Kevin O'Sullivan, he was not happy about the uh, – 10 run rule. So this year, the SEC is an automatic yes. They are doing a 10 run rule in conference play. Now, it, it would have only affected one of Florida's games in, in 2020 or 2022. Um, and so when the Kevin O'Sullivan, when you play a non conference game, the home team has to ask the visiting team. And Sully's an automatic yes. Charleston Southern's coach says yes. And, and I don't know if that's because. Maybe they don't have a lot of pitching or uh, they needed to get home, whatever the case may be. They knew uh, the outcome before before it happened. They wanted to go to balls. Um, but they said yes. Um, so it doesn't allow you. Like Florida would have scored more than 37 runs in three games if they would have been able to play the eighth and the ninth on Friday and Saturday. It also prevented you from getting um, some other guys some pitch hitting opportunities or, or getting a guy an inning yeah. or two out of the bullpen. So he was not happy about that. Um, as writers, Friday night, Saturday night, getting out of there early, not playing those extra four innings, very exciting for us. Um, but Florida, I think, showed their lineup is really long. And, and I mean, when you have a guy like Tyler Shelnut, um, who hit 375 over the weekend, and Ty Evans hitting in like the seventh and ninth holes, um, it just goes to show you. Ty Evans led the team. Um, he was six of 10, hit 600 over the weekend, uh, four doubles. And 10 RBIs, a monster weekend. BT Ripel, who came back, and Josh Rivera, who came back, um, both hit 500. And Josh Rivera, only three for six on the weekend, but worked a lot of walks. Five walks, was on base at a near 700 clip. Um, and then Mikey Robertson, uh, who's playing center field, he runs like an angel gazelle. Mm. Just there's some balls that, will, that, that were hit, and you're like, oh, man, that's falling in. And he's not even – breaking a sweat just in like a jogging stride and gets under it. Um, he's a really, really fun player to watch in center field and a guy who um, I didn't see bunts a lot, but I need to see you. If you're running a six, three sixty, I need you. I need to see you put the ball on the ground and force some guys to make some tough plays to get you out of first. Um, but Florida's really deep um, in the bullpen. Uh, I got to see my boy, STA pride, Blake Purnell. Mm. And um and I think they're going to be really deep hitting. You've got you've got a lot of guys that that deserve to play. That uh, whoever hits, I guess, this first month are going to get the opportunities. You know, between Derek Fabian, um, Cade Curland, Tyler Shellnut, uh, and Dale Thomas, you got four guys to really play two positions um, in first base. A position where you're going to have BT Rypel um, and Jack Caglianone playing as well. So. Um, this first month of the season, you've got five games a week. You play Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so these bags under my eyes are only going to get bigger. Um, mm. But it, it should be fun as Florida goes down to play USF mm. on Tuesday and Wednesday. USF's favorite baseball writer uh, right here. Duck and, and smoke. Uh, I'm not gonna, I might have to drive into the smoke on Tuesday. Mm. Oh, what, we'd welcome you here to uh, to Tampa. Um 
Gators do, like Nick said, play at USF tomorrow. Uh, they play South Florida in Gainesville on Wednesday, and then they kick off a three-game stretch against Cincinnati. Uh, so, Nick, is it far-fetched to believe that the Gators should go 5-0 and this week? I don't know much about Cincinnati. Um, Other yeah. than their chili is trash. <clears throat> uh, terrible chili. Terrible. Uh, the entire state of Ohio. Terrible. Chili. Looks trash, but I haven't tried it, so I won't judge it. It's mm. trash. I'll take your word for it, but I still got to try it one day. <laughs> so the the Gators play Cincinnati, then have uh, two games next week against Jacksonville, and then they have that Miami homestand uh, in Gainesville. So uh, tickets are selling out for that. I uh, I was buying Dad some tickets because uh, we have a bridal shower, uh, so we needed needed the men to get out of the house for the bridal shower that March fourth. Um, Got that tickets to the game. Tickets are selling out for that Florida Miami game. So if you're planning on coming up, which Silk you said you were, it was supposed to be a stadium and girl trip, but I pull the fuck up. I'm sorry, I pull up yeah. if you got the tickets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I might be able to make a March third. I pull up. What's pull up, up, man? You got you got Berm tickets. March third, Berm tickets. Friday night at Conjure Family Ballpark. You gotta tell me no more. I'll be there. Me and my guy lying, man. My son on deck as well. We pulling up. Let me Say see like. if we let's see if we can't pull that off. Got a wedding the next day, but that's not out of the cards. Um Gators a wedding and not a bender is new. I like that. I like that for you. Yeah, he is yeah, a bender. Yeah. Wedding can be a bender. It well, can it can I've be. Got a, yeah, I got one this weekend. Um Gators have a uh, announced attendance for opening weekend of 18,043. Uh, seems solid, Nick. I know the weather wasn't great in Gainesville on Friday. Friday was rough. Uh, but uh, especially playing, you know, Charleston Southern, obviously not a not a huge marquee matchup. But uh, how much does the baseball stadium hold there, Nick? Um, so it, it depends on – if the fire marshal is in town or not, because mm. they don't really stop selling those berm tickets and in the berm. It's really a great place. If you go, if you're at the ballpark, um, the, the berm, especially in like left field and right field, you're right on top of the field. Like you're, you can stand up against the, the, the fence. Um, so it's a cool spot to watch. Shout out to, to Valen Velo. Um, I've, I've hung out in the berm with him a couple times and Chris, um, you just bring a blanket, throw it down on the grass, and you're sitting there, get a, get a beverage in your hand, silk, and, and just enjoy baseball. Um, so it it the I think the stadium holds less in terms of seats than mm -hmm. McKeithen did, but um, you can really pack them in there uh, on the berm and then in the outfield. Um, and in the outfield, they have food trucks and and there's a bar out there. So um, not to sound like a shill or like I'm carrying the Florida's water here, but it's a great place to watch a game. You don't really need to pay the hundred something dollars to sit up in the club section to see Florida Miami. You can pay ten bucks, get inside the park, and 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 walk around the whole stadium. Vibe out. I think I think you'll see upwards of seventy five hundred, mm. eight thousand um, for for the Miami series because I know a lot of Miami fans are coming up for that weekend. Um, interesting because they always say there's nothing to do in Gainesville so hmm. yeah and then if you uh and then let's say if you had like a super regional Florida Florida State super regional you could see you could probably see around 10,000 at oh, wow. the ballpark wow but That's there's good. only about I think there's only like 4,500 seats but uh, obviously great performance uh this weekend for the Florida Gators baseball team um really just hitting on all cylinders um 
In other news, let's run into a Dan Knows Gators segment. Um, appreciate Nick for bringing that up earlier. I uh, do want to announce Colin Castleton um, broke his hand uh, in the Gators' win over Ole Miss in the middle of the week last week, and he will be out for the season. Uh, Gators do lose to Arkansas on Saturday in a game which they weren't really you know, involved in very much. I uh, lose by, I believe, 20 or 21 points there. Um, Gators down to uh, 53 in the net rankings. Um, you know, Florida has a lot of work to do to try to make uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, let's see. In other news, uh, Gators in the XFL. XFL kicked off the other day. Did you guys watch any of this new Dwayne Johnson-owned XFL? I didn't haven't, but I am going to start to, man. Like, it's a lot of Gators playing in it in their mm -hmm. Orlando team. Uh, didn't check out any of this weekend, though. Did you? No, I did not. But there's a lot of new rules, um, some interesting things. I'm curious to see if they uh, they bring them over to the NFL in terms of some kickoffs, in terms of some onside kick. There's just some some interesting rules. Should be an interesting thing to watch. Um, Silk, you mentioned that Orlando team. Matt Elam, Johnny Townsend, and Kelvin Taylor are on that team. Uh, Will Hill, uh, a name that we already mentioned once on this podcast, uh, but he, he plays for the Arlington Renegades and Josh Hammond is on the DC defender. So five former Gators playing. And then Ron Zook is the defensive coordinator for the Seattle the Sea Dragons. Zucker. The Zucker. Mm. Um, bounced around a bit after leaving Florida. Um, Green Bay, Illinois. Where else? Green Bay, Illinois. He sold insurance for a little while in Ocala. Um and then back, uh, I think he went up to Maryland again, uh, back defensive coordinator for the Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh, we already mentioned it before as well, but the Florida men's and women's uh, swimming and diving team both won the SEC championship, ranked fifth and sixth respectively in the country right now. Uh, this is the first time they both won in the same season since 1993, but this is the 11th straight SEC championship for the men's team. So congratulations to them. Uh, softball is also uh, doing what they need to do on the, uh, on the field. Uh, they are now 10 and 0. They beat Jacksonville 13 to two and 11 to nothing uh, during the week. And then they played in the T-Mobile tournament where they went five and 0 beating UConn twice, Bowling Green, Delaware, and central Michigan by a combined score of 53 to 12 uh, gymnastics. Unfortunately, yeah, a lot, lot of, of a lot of points. A lot of points on the scoreboard there. Um, gymnastics suffered their first loss uh, in a, uh, a try meet, I believe is what they're called. So they beat Missouri, uh, but they do lose to LSU 198.1 to 197.975. Uh, Gators gymnastics right now is 8-1 on the season. Uh, Fred Biondi, uh, men's golfer, is currently ranked third in the PGA Tour University Velocity Global Rankings. So congratulations to him on a uh, – a great start to his uh, senior season. And Ricky Castillo is ranked number 14th overall in those same rankings, uh, which does, as you can imagine, rank all university golfers. Let uh, me interrupt in you real States. quick, Dan. Yep. Um, I think we need to apply for credentials to cover the amateur at Augusta, the amateur masters. I'm, I'm interested. Uh, should, have a should have Same. a gator. Uh, should have a gator in that. Uh, I don't know what's going think, on, but I am think I'm going to apply. We need, we need silk at Augusta. I can see silk thriving at Augusta. A nice old pimento cheese sandwich. Oh, beautiful. A lot of trees so I could duck off and do what I got to do. If, if, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of trees for your trees. For sure. 
I'm with you, Augusta. <laughs> hey, and all the fans that's listening to this, I am going to that game. I'm gonna pull up uh for the Miami series. If you if you're around, you're in town, uh pull up, holler at us, chop it up, same corner, same time. But I'm we gotta get up. we gotta get with um we gotta get with Zika and we'll do a little uh little meet and greet at White Buff. Why not? Let's see it. it. Let's Baseball, it. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You got spring football that weekend opening up. We can do a pop up. Gale, White Buff is with it. White Buff. Mm-hmm. I need a big table though. Zeke. The last time we were at White Buff, we got that big table. Shout out uh, to Nick uh, and Zika for that. Uh, Harrison pulled out. We had a whole we had a whole crew up there. Oh, um, y'all wouldn't got a big table without your boy, huh? That's how yeah, y'all yeah, yeah. You were not in town, so um, you guys shouldn't have got the big table. Then the small yeah. table. If I'm not, there. <laughs> what, was that that what was a Tennessee game? That was a Tennessee game in 2020. What year are we now? 23, so 21 in the Tennessee game. So that was a a fun weekend. Uh, and then finally, friend of the program, friend of all three of ours, Brian Johnson, former quarterback coach of the University of Florida and co-offensive coordinator, quarterback coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, is now the new offensive coordinator for At the Miami. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, <laughs> hey, we, oh man. Yeah, it must have, must have just been a contract dispute because I thought he was already in Coral Gables. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. they told me. My, uh, I've got a really good friend of mine, Taylor. Uh, he's a South Carolina grad, and he was assured that they were going to get Brian Johnson. And I said, buddy, assured. no, <laughs> no offense way. to South Carolina. South there is Cacalaki. not a snowball's chance in hell that Brian Johnson is going to be your new offensive coordinator. Wasn't leaving, wasn't leaving Philadelphia to go be uh, Shane Beamer's OC? I, don't, I didn't see it happening. So. Not going out on the limb at all. I'm not guessing at all when I say Brian Johnson does not want to participate in recruiting or NIL. So college football may not be a thing in his future. I think pros is where it's at for him. All right, gentlemen, I think that brings us to the end of our show. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. Where'd it go? We were talking baseball, and I completely slipped my mind here. I share my screen. Nick put up a list. $17 for chicken tenders and french fries. Okay, this is this is, this is is big for Holy me. I've, I've had mine picked out. All right, so these are the walk-up songs, um, and, I, and I got a little help this year. You know, I used Let's to have see. to – I used to have to sit there on a Friday night, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon with Shazam on the phone, which mm-hmm. messed up my whole algorithm in terms of music. Cause I don't need all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are walk-up songs for Florida's players. And some guys have two um, shout out to buddy Reed, buddy Reed went diva on us as a junior. He had five different walk-up songs depending on the day. Uh, oh, everyone's, wow. everyone's got walk-up songs and uh, pitchers. If you're a pitcher on that list, uh, your your song is when you come into the game. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's run through this. Um, you know, Chris Brown is certainly a choice. This is pre everything that he had, but that's certainly going out. Um, you want know, a limb there, uh, but we've got a lot of different music here. We've got W and W Hardwell and Lil John. That's a little EDM uh, rap mix there. Uh, th- I'll be honest with you though, Nick Silk, I might need your help on some of these. I don't know about a third of these artists they're getting old so, bro so black sabbath obviously everybody knows them um <laughs> alt j uh popular colby so, colby halter's got i think so as baseball players are superstitious i think colby halter's got to change that song um had a off year at the plate last year it had a, a really tough opening weekend i don't think left hand free has any hits in it you gotta you gotta find a song that has some hits in it Mm, yeah let's see some motley crew we go to l alpha 
Dire Straits. Now, Nick, um, are some of these songs for freshmen picked by the older members of the team? Is no, that what they I was pick. reading. They, oh, they uh, pick. Okay, they pick. So, uh, BT uh, BT Riopel, um, Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. First off, yeah. banger really gets the people going. Yeah, uh, but that was picked for him when he was a. Uh, I think a freshman at Coastal Carolina and the mm. older players picked it for him, thought it'd be funny. And he's just rocked with it. He's kept it fourth year in college. Now Miley Cyrus party in the USA. Um, I would like to get the remix of Biggie on it. Yeah. Um, get a little Biggie verse in there, but, but that, that is a, it's a fan favorite. I can see that. Um, we've got, I would, uh, I would NIL my, uh, my walk up song, right? I will let, I will, I will uh, auction it off. Still could be walking player. up to Whopper, 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 <laughs> Double Whopper. He's like, yeah, but yeah, Burger, Burger King's paying for that every time I come up to the plate. <laughs> no, it would, it would be a fan experience. I wouldn't corporize it, cor- make it corporate, but I would go like to the fans, like they get by my whatever or or whatever it may be. Um, kind of like a shout out, but I will I will switch up my walk up song as long as it's respectable. I won't be yeah, walking yeah. up to like one of those mods, Doja songs. Cat or nothing like that. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. Um, hips don't lie, Pierce uh, Capola. This is this is crazy. This is um, a lot of mid, a lot of mid walk up songs. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not super impressed. You know, Big Papa by Notorious B.I.G. This song, where'd it go? Uh, Devil wears a suit and tie by Coulter Wall. Um, he's got a real Johnny Cash style voice. Country music artist from I believe Edmonton, Canada. He's got a real deep uh, voice. Good song. Um, Sandstorm by. Uh, Darude so, is probably a song that's going to get everybody hype as well. Need to talk about Yoel. So Yoel um, did not, maybe doesn't know a lot about the Gators and, and their rivals or the teams they play. That Calabria is a song that the University of Miami plays every single game. Um, their their fan their players sit up on top of the dugout and they clap to the beat, and the entire stadium claps to the beat. So that's his song that'll come up when he's hitting. And then yesterday he came or Sunday he came into pitch. And uh, Sandstorm comes on, obviously a big South Carolina football tradition. So, uh, yeah, if you don't even listen to electronic music, EDM, uh, you yes, know, yes. Sandstorm. That song's been around since I believe the early 90s. Uh, we got Future on here, Last yeah. Breath. Uh, so, um, I'm mad at that one. I'm mad at Future Last Breath. A lot of future, uh, other Future songs I would like, but I ain't mad at that one. Might, might as well by Future is on here as well. Yep, like Luke, caught, Luke caught on Sunday, so we got to hear that a couple times on Sunday. Uh, Careless Whisper is, you know, probably got the people going. <clears throat> Hilarious. Uh, Eric didn't hit this week, but I'm waiting for Careless Whisper. Absolutely. Uh, and here, here's one about Blake. So Blake Purnell comes in out of the bullpen. So the public service announcement is perfect for a guy coming out of the bullpen. By the time he's running out of the gate, He's in the outfield, and you hear the "Allow me to reintroduce myself." You see, Christy. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, what am I talking about? Trinity. Uh, Trinity Thomas used. We we suggested that on the show, and then her next routine, uh, she goes to do her flow routine, and and she landed her 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 thing to. My name is Hove. He yeah. landed a flip to that shit. It was just fire, man. I'll he see if I I'll see if I can find that while we're we're scrolling down here. Uh Uproar by Lil Wayne, good song. Um, but probably not one of my top, you know, 15, 20 Lil Wayne songs. Uh, as you guys know, big Lil Wayne fan over here. For um sure. but not but not a you know, not a terrible song. Fireman, obviously a song that everybody knows. Uh, but I'm gonna be honest with you, Nick. Um, you know, we we picked some artists on here where we went we went way down on their uh on their track list to find a, a pretty mid song. So 
let it be known that the three of us would be more than happy to review songs for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in three or four different genres of music, Nick, you listen to a lot. Silk, obviously you're the hip hop guy. I can be the country music guy just to open some eyeballs, you know, not yeah. a single sea shanty on this entire list. Are you give, surprised? Give me, give me your walk up song guys. All right. So I've put a lot of thought into this. I'll give you, oh, wow. I'll give my spiel here. Uh, let you guys, um, you, did put let you guys, let you guys think I've, Oh, this is, I'm a baseball guy. So I've thought about this for a while. Um, I would go with. Vanessa Carlton, Thousand Miles. That oh little, my God. That little. <sighs> it's about getting me in the right mindset. Nice, chill song. The fans right. will love it. The, we're getting the fans involved into me as I'm walking up and getting ready for the at bat. Vanessa Carlton, Thousand Miles. Rocking like BT. Hmm. Yeah, with it, Dan. I mean, I haven't done any thought into this. Um, you know what I think would be fun would be the uh, – I think we we played it on the show a few weeks ago is the uh, Timmy Trumpet version of Sweet Caroline. You get everybody singing along, then you throw some EDM in there. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, I'd probably throw, uh, you know, maybe a Mike and the Moon Pie song on there. Um, you know, an Eric Mike Church. And the Moon Pies, huh? um, you know, you know, I'd have to do a little bit of thinking. Um, you know, Lil Wayne obviously has some – some bangers from back in the day. Uh, you can do some uh, um, swag Car- surfing. Carson Finvold. Carson Finvold walking out to uh, Fireman as a left-hander who maybe throws eighty-three miles an hour is, is some some beautiful choice there. That is a beautiful mm. choice there. All right. Um, so I'm going to pull that uh, that clip up for you for training time. So what would your your song be? I think like right now, um, I have like a little pre-list before I pod, man. So I lead, I lead it with Big Boss Rabbit, Freddie Gibbs, bro. So little Fred, little Freddie Gibbs, Big Boss Rabbit. You know, that'd be my, that'd be my joint. I know if I was, um, if I was rap, or if I was pitching on like a Tuesday, I might mm-hmm. uh, play. It's going up on a Tuesday. That might be like my that. Tuesday walk-up song. Um, I like that one. Can't beat it, but uh, maybe next week we uh, – I'll put a little more thought into it. Maybe next week we uh, we do it. And so I'm going to try to pull up this uh, this video uh, real quick of, of Trinity uh, that you um, you sent. Uh, any final thoughts before we, uh, we get into the end of the show? Nah, if you haven't checked that Billy Napier interview out, uh, go check it out again. If you watched it, you know, go watch it again is what I was going to say. Uh, text it to your mama, let her watch it, you know, text it, have her text it to your grandma, have her watch it, and then tell your grandpa about it. I know he probably ain't got no phone and YouTube and all that, but take your phone over there and let him watch it as well. Um, Here we are. We're, we're showing this on YouTube. Check it out. We'll do it right after she lands. Can you guys hear that on your end? Allow yeah. me to reintroduce myself. My name is... Ooh. I mean, that's... That's some uh, elite gymnastic movement right there. And Mama, there suggestion. goes that woman. Elite suggestion by my man, Nick, man. she You suggested it on the show. Next performance, she out there with it, man. Same oh, corner, same time, man. Yeah, shout out, shout to out to Trin. All right. Wait, so that's just Stadium and Gale just, just directing the culture. That's you know? it, bro. Just making moves out here a little bit, Woo! man. It's just what gymnastics, we do. man. Just part of routines. 
An elite gymnastics podcast. An elite gymnastics podcast. Always has been. That's right. Silk, you have the song of the week. Everybody, again, thanks for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button for us, please. Uh, It costs nothing to show just a little bit of love. Please hit that subscribe button. Please turn notifications on. We are recording now on Monday mornings for the most part. Uh, Super excited. We're going to be bringing on Tim Moore, um, who you guys probably uh, have seen a lot about View. Uh, He's the CEO of View Productions as well as Diamond View Studios here in Tampa. He'll be coming on in the next few weeks. We have a couple of former Florida Gator legends coming on soon. Uh, talking yes, with one that was in the Super Bowl, so that would be fun. A good, good listen for that one. Hopefully, we can get that squared away here soon. Um, and then follow us on uh, Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Don't do a lot there. Going to start doing more. Uh, but again, we appreciate everybody for listening each and every week. And Silk, you have the song of the week, my friend. Uh, let me get some A Z. Rick Ross, Never Enough. Some vibes. Same corner, same time. Same corner, same time. We'll see you boys next week. Thanks for everybody for tuning in, and we will see you at the same corner and same time next week. Mm. You solid, you solid. Ain't no ending. Mm-hmm. After the grave, the work you put in supersedes your physical existence. I'm trying to inhabit what's mine. Ain't a player, but I run my game tight. Manifesting when you handling lessons Stay in tune, understanding your blessings But be aware for the ones that whisper in ears All the stunners and the gunners that sit in the rear Scoping your moves, it's beyond a hater Hoping you lose, there's nothing worse Than the ignorant, emotional dude Women too, trying to tell the youngers Finishing school, knowledge is wealth Especially when it's knowledge itself Soak it up, showing growth is when you low in the cut It's more appealing, it's a war when you all in your feelings Find you a zone, found time to find me my own Found on the youth, it's the truth Every house ain't a home, there's no excuse Be humble when you hustle, but get it Gotta live it in the Lambo or low in the Civic It's them digits that multiply when placing a pie No life been popping off since though or die Though or die From not having a lot and now I'm on the yacht Getting money off the top and don't know when to stop I'm about to purchase all the churches and the chicken spots I'm down with merging every furnace, really make it hot See, I respect you getting paper any pace you got 
Fuck where you from, cause all that matters that you make the top. Niggas trippin', I keep a pistol for Nipsey and Pac. Small circle, you cross the line and get put in the box. Larissa spinning out them business, keep bending the block. The bitches waving them, engaging and spinning the line. Niggas dissing, come up missing, better listen to pop. Fuck them all, crank up the cars, we pillin' the tops. Sun shining, never summertime, and my gun by me. Niggas study all the moves I'm making, so underline it. Crystal's pointed at your person, was the point intended? So when you really about your business, come and see the biggest. Made that music.